Hello and welcome. This is In The Box, the England football podcast for you. In this episode, we have travelled up north to talk all things volunteering as we are in the middle of the nomination period for the England Football and McDonald's Grassroots Football Awards. It's that time of the year where we get to celebrate, recognise and say thank you to the countless volunteers across the country who give up their time to help clubs, leagues and communities grow and flourish. It certainly is, so make sure you get your nominations in now. And here for this episode, we're at Morpeth Town FC. FA Vars winners back in 2016. We'll be talking to Paul Curtin from the Grassroots Football, as well as speaking to the volunteers from the Northumberland Football Leagues that do some fantastic work and was the winner of the National Award last year. And me and Charlotte got to speak to them at Wembley. Yeah, that was awesome. Do go and check out that episode if you haven't already. But now it's time for our scouting report. And on the subject of volunteers, Tom, I know there's someone that you would like to celebrate. Certainly would. Episode two of In The Box, A League Of Our Own, was talking all about the National League system in England. And Sean, that started the non-league volunteers account, set that up during the pandemic, not only to help with his own mental health, Charlotte, but was also keen with the amount of work that leagues, clubs and volunteers was doing in terms of full banks reaching out to their community, making sure vulnerable people was okay during that period, he set up an account to make sure that more people could get involved with their local grassroots or national league, club or league, to give something back to their community. And that's exactly what he's doing. Absolutely, building a community, which is awesome. And on the note of previous episode, inspired by those groundsmen that we met in episode one, I would like to shout out Will Gardner. Now, I love this image of Will that he put up on his Twitter page saying, time for a brew after two hours of setting grassroots pitches up and making sure it's as good as it can be. I think there are volunteers across the country that perhaps don't get a chance to put their feet up too often and celebrate the contribution that they make. And I just thought that really summed it up nicely, especially as we're going to talk about all things volunteering in this episode of the podcast. But for now, Tom, I think it's time for a team talk. <laughs> Hi, it's Charlotte from In The Box and I've got a very special competition to tell you all about. It's that time in the season where every football club needs some more of these. So I've got 10 night footballs for your club to win. All you need to do is head over to In The Box, subscribe to the channel, like our latest episode and leave a comment as well. That will enter you into the draw for a chance to win 10 Nike footballs. So what are you waiting for? Head over there now. And to welcome our first guest to this episode of the podcast and part of the team talk is Paul Curtin from Grassroots Football. Paul is a true advocate for the grassroots game, out there championing volunteers and the work they do because they truly are the ones that make the grassroots game happen. Paul, welcome to the team talk. Thank you very much. And uh, how kind of that uh, introduction. Nice to meet you, Charlotte. Nice to meet you, Tom. Um, thanks very much for inviting us on. It's so good to have you here. And obviously we have been talking all about volunteering and awards and recognition. And we have got the England Football and McDonald's Grassroots Awards coming up. How important are these awards? I think it's essential, Charlotte, because there's so much positive work that goes out. And I think lots of it is unnoticed and unseen. And I think once a year to really drive home how positive that is and how much influence they have in, like, in their communities, in their teams and to individual people. I think it's so important that we just shout about them and really really reward them uh, as best as we can and of course what we've got here on our tactics board is the nominations categories for this year so for those that don't know the awards is set out across 10 categories with then the bobby moore award being the pinnacle of the national award winners just having a look at that 
board there, Paul. If I was to ask you to pick out some of your favourites or the ones that you'd certainly be nominating within this year, who would you select? Tom, that's really difficult because I think every category is so important. And I think you've got such good stories behind it, all of these categories. Um, I, I would really struggle to pick out one specific one. But, I mean, I'll definitely be nominating people in, in all of these categories. But some of the ones that really come to mind is I really like the volunteer of the year. I think um, lots of people who do things that don't get seen, so the, administra the administrators, the people behind the scenes that don't normally get mentioned or don't normally get an award every year, these are the guys who we can reward in this category. I also particularly like the Bobby Moore Award, and I know it's you can't nominate somebody for that, but the stories that come out of the, the categories then end up getting nominated for the Bobby Moore Award. And, I, and I've seen some of the, the, the past winners and nominees for the Bobby Moore Award. And to be fair, the, the work that goes on here to get to this stage is absolutely phenomenal. But I think, like all teams, every single position on that pitch is as important as each other. So I think that the role is important. Sorry, I took it off the fence there. <laughs> no, it's you're, it's making a really good point. And I do like how the Bobby Moore Award winner is, is playing up top, that kind of star striker role, because like you say, it is almost kind of the pinnacle of the awards to, to win that one. I just wanted to pick out a couple to ask your thoughts on it. And one of them is actually the grassroots match official of the year, because that's a really important opportunity, isn't it? To, to thank referees who would play such an important role in our game. Sure, it really is. And I think this year more than ever, I think um, we've had um, a, a big shortage of referees, which is, which is well known. And I think our referees, we really need to stand up and support them, not just the referees, the, the, the lines, the linesmen, etc., because they're there, they're part of the game, and they want to enjoy the game as much as everybody else. And they are a part of the game. I, I don't think we should differentiate referees from a part of the team, a part of the game. So I'm glad that they're in there as part of the team. And I think I'm, I'm actually glad that they're in there, they're in the middle, um, trying to you know keep everything together. Uh, that little that person in the middle that keeps it all uh, ticking over. A new addition to the awards in terms of categories is or quite recently is grassroots projects of the year. I think we saw through the pandemic and through COVID that a lot of these individuals, these organisations, the leagues and clubs stepped up during then. I'm really looking forward to see what types of projects have continued since the pandemic. Is there any that you know of around your locality, Paul, that are really striving? Yeah, I think one of the, one of the things that the pandemic really taught us is that grassroots clubs can be really creative and I think they can they can be that uh, lifeblood of the community. And there's a club just up the road there, Wickham, and what they did during the pandemic is they became um, a food bank, they became um, a source of, a, a real source of community um, in the school holidays. And I think it was, Marcus Rashford really had a, a cascade when he was trying to provide food to, to children who needed it. And that was picked up, the baton of that was picked up by many clubs. We really need that from our grassroots clubs because Lots of people see the clubs as for football, but they're not really they're for the community. And the team expands so much further than the players. It's the parents, it's the grandparents, it's the siblings. Everybody's part of that club. And I think um, the pandemic really brought that to life. And the modern day wing back has to do so much. So I like that on both sides, we have two really important categories, the grassroots coach of the year for youth and then the grassroots league of the youth. And I, I tell you why, because... For this award, obviously, it's a very individual award, but on the other side, balancing it, it's a collective. And this is an opportunity, isn't it, for groups of people to be recognised for the hours they put in. You know grassroots football better than anyone. Can you give us a bit of an insight into what volunteers are doing on a daily and weekly basis to keep football going? Yeah, I think lots of people will look at, say, for example, we'll pick out the grassroots coach of the year and they'll think it's just an hour a week and 
I can't laugh harder than when I hear things like that because it's so much more than that. It's actually a way of life. It's not um, It's not even volunteering anymore. It becomes a way of life. So your every thought is, you know, am I going to have players for that game on the weekend? How can I, what can I do to make that environment that little bit better? What can we do to make that team a little bit better? Um, your training, how can you set the best training session, the, the best match day? And I think what that does is it expands to the, le- the, the league what they're thinking is exactly the same thoughts, but they're just thinking about doing it for more people and for more teams. And the, the time is exactly the same. It's just magnified. Um, so it, it's so much more than just that hour a week, what lots of people sometimes think. And sticking on the league, we're going to talk to the Northumberland Football League next uh, as part of the team talk. How much encouragement would you give to individuals to nominate within the categories such as league and club? Because it's not always individuals that you might see out there on a match day. So players will obviously engage with the coach. You'll see them week in, week out. But it's people like Ian and Steve from the league that do all the fixtures in the background to ensure that we have a game to play week in, week out and countless hours go into that. So how important is it for people to recognise those leagues and those clubs that provide them environments and fixtures for us? I think it's so important, uh, Tom, because it's only once a year that you're going to have this opportunity to do it. And I think if you don't, if you're in a league and you're happy with the way that the league's run, it means that what you're seeing on the top is possibly the nice elegant swan, but be underneath the water, the, I know what the leagues are like when it's raining, when it's windy. I know how obsessed they become with what the weather's going to be like in a day, in a week. Um, looking at long-range forecast, chill the cancel a central venue, can they let it go? I know how many emails come into the league, and, and I know all the unseen work that gets done, and I think these um, men and women, and, and youths to be fair, they, they, they really should be um, applauded for everything they do I would like every single league in the country to be nominated because if the, the the league who wins, it's absolutely amazing for them. But I just think there's that little bit of pride as well in just being nominated, guys. And I think knowing that the people that you represent nominate you sometimes can be a real, uh, put a real smile on your face or a, a real spring in your step for that day. So I would encourage anybody um, who's part of any of these categories to get nominated. That's a really good point, isn't it? Because getting that nomination, like you say, puts a spring in your step. It makes you feel appreciated. And then you'll probably go out and volunteer even more hours. One final point on the formation behind the star striker. It's always good to look forward, be creative, one eye ahead of the game. And the rising star of the year, I think, is a really good opportunity to recognise our young volunteers. And I know that you have a network of young volunteers, some of whom are with us as we're recording this episode of the podcast. A chance to give them a shout out too. Yeah, absolutely, because without the rising stars, we don't have the future. So we need to build up that pipeline of, of, of young people in the game who are given their time in possibly to different projects or to coaching or to the official or, or any of these categories, really. And all we've got in the middle of the back three there is the Spirit of Grassroots Football Awards. And we know recently you held a forum uh, at Newcastle East End talking to volunteers alongside Paul Finlay, who was National Volunteering Manager at the FA. What were some of the messages that came out from that forum in the reasons why we need to recognise and, like you said earlier, Charlotte, just thank them people a bit more often on regular occurrences? Grassroots volunteers, it's, they don't really want much because what they do is enough. All they want from people like the FA or England Football is just to, to be listened to and to, be, to, to feel valued, to, to feel part of the overall team. And I think that's like everybody in life, isn't it? You just want to feel part of that collective, that team. One of the, one of the things I always say to, to all of our volunteers, you can't you can't put a price on a volunteer. That's why they're a volunteer because they're priceless. These guys, you know. Absolutely priceless. And before we ask you some quick fire questions, I know it's a squad effort, and every player is equally valuable. But 
if you had to give the skipper's <laughs> armband <laughs> to one category, which one which one are you giving it to? That's so difficult. If I, if I was going to have to give the skipper's armband to one, I don't want to give it to anybody first and foremost. <laughs> so that's the first thing I would say. Um, but let's have a look. Let's have a look. I would probably give it to the Bobby Moore Award because I think out of all of the stories um, that come out of these categories, um, these are the ones that um, touch the hearts the most. These are the ones that reach the most people or affect the most lives. Uh, and I think that's probably the one I would give the, the skipper's armband to. And Paul, I'm going to hit you now with some quick fire questions. First one being, why does football matter to you? Football matters to me for so many different reasons. I know it's it's a quick fire question, so you want a really <laughs> quick answer. Um, I wish I could give you a, a quick answer. It means so much to so many people. We've seen society and communities change over the years. Football hasn't. Football's always been one of the most inclusive parts of life. It keeps you fit. It keeps you in the sun. It keeps you. It gives you a group of friends. It gives you a focus. It's good for your physical health, your mental health. So many attributes, positive attributes. There's no negative attributes to football. So I think the positive attributes is why football is important to me. And what's the best thing that football has taught you? I think football has taught me that if you can work together as part of a team, as part of a collective, and if you can go on a journey with people, I think it's probably one of the most magical memorable things that you can do in life and i'm speaking from personal experience there um some of the the journey that i've been on through football has given me memories that will last a lifetime with people you'll never forget this is going to be a really challenging one because of the amount of time you've been involved in the game but who's the best person in football that you know the best person in football uh, well there's two people um the first person i'll say is my son the reason that i got into football um, is definitely one of my favourite people in football because he gives us the passion and the drive to get into it. But the other person and the, another one of the most important people in my life was my coach. A dinosaur, he likes to call himself. Old school, he's into his mid-70s now. But he's still the person now, if, if I need some help in life, business, um, whatever part of my life, he's still the person I'll ring and say, Mick, um, have you got five minutes or have you got some time I can come and see and speak to you? Because I think... The impact that he had on my life was so positive. It made me want to give back to future generations, you know. And you certainly have given back and you're an amazing volunteer yourself. We really appreciate you taking the time to join us on this episode of In The Box. Thanks, guys. So as you know, the nomination window is now open. There's a category for somebody and everybody that you know within the game. So make sure you go and nominate. But Charlotte, we're going to go off now to see who else we can speak to. Well, grassroots football is so big in our country and it's great to be able to come out and meet somebody who makes a real difference. So I'm here with Michael Pieri from Amonia Youth FC who were winners of the Grassroots Club of the Year last year. So congratulations on that. Thank you. How has life changed for you since you won 2021 Club of the Year? Here talking to you is fantastic, so which is great, so thank you. Um, you know, that there is that recognition um, at home and abroad for, well, for our website. We had loads and loads of parents wanting to bring their children to our club because they've heard good things about us. So, you know, if there's one thing that's, that's benefited us, it's that if the positivity from it, the fact that we've, we've shown we can do good things and we do good things for our community, then that's winning, then that's great for us. So what did it feel like to win? Oh, wow. Uh, first of all, pride. You know, pride in um, 
what, what we did you know, was recognised. So one of the reasons we got the award was um, the, the things we did after lockdown. So we um, we put together a recovery curriculum. So when the you know when the boys and girls are coming back from football, but also for the coaches as well, for the parents. And even though we're 32 individual teams, we all came together as a club. We shared good ideas, and we're able to keep in touch with the young people, with the parents and carers, to make sure that positivity existed. Because for us, safeguarding well-being is, is, is a really really important thing. It's not just about how you can strike a ball, how you can pass a ball, but it's the whole thing, as I said before. We believe ourselves in a community club, we believe ourselves in supporting the youth of our community, and that was one where we tried to do it during a difficult time for everyone. So what would you say to people who might be on the fence about nominating their grassroots hero? Oh, please, definitely do it because um, we've, we've experienced some positivity from it. I think the volunteers are involved in grassroots football. I think they deserve that recognition. And there's so many great stories to hear. So when we went to the awards, hearing all the different stories, it's really nice to hear. It should be out there and should be celebrated. Fantastic. Carrying on the team talk, and I'm really pleased to say we are joined by two volunteers from the award-winning Northumberland Leagues. Guys, thank you so much for, for joining us on In The Box. First things first, introduce yourselves, tell us your name and, and what you get up to at the league. Yeah, sure. My name is Steve Bell. I'm the current league chairman of the Northumberland Football League, a post I've held for the past three seasons. And my name is Ian Coates. I'm the general manager uh, for all the leagues and I've been involved for around about 16 years. And Ian, we got to speak to you before, previously being an award winner yep. with the league at Wembley. Just to remind everybody, can you tell us sort of the size and the scale of the league? Um, we're quite a considerable size. Uh, we're running this season 144 divisions. We've got uh, 1,238 teams across the board. We've got 16,500 registered players and round about 4,000 managers and assistant managers within the structure. That's absolutely incredible. And I know we spoke at the Grassroots Awards last season, but can you remind us what made you award-winning? Ah, oh, it's a surprise to everyone. I mean, the organisation that we represent, uh, as Ian says, has been uh, long-standing, 77 years now. Um, we believe in bettering ourselves every year, every season. Uh, COVID was a difficult time for everyone. And we certainly uh, went over and above to try and keep football uh, safe for the, the children to play in. Uh, so it was a great honour and privilege to, to be nominated for that award. And Ian, I remember I was talking at Wembley about going above and beyond for COVID and we saw clubs do so much for their community, but as a league, you did so much as well. Yeah, we try to think outside the box, um, as we do with all our leagues, um, no matter what it is, whether it's COVID, or it's what's going on locally. Uh, we run a, a social fund where unfortunately, you know, during football, uh, people are going to pick up fines um, for breaking league rules. Um, but what we try to do with that fine money is reinvest it back into the community which we take it from. So if there's a player who's been injured playing football and, you know, they've unfortunately had to have hospital treatment, we'll get them an Xbox game or something like that or a sticker book. Sadly, uh, as we all know, there are children who, who will suffer with uh, life-changing illnesses, cancer for one, um, and we will try and help those families out whatever what they want. Uh, most recently, there was a young lad who plays in our league and his brother uh, has a, a life-changing cancer. He's not allowed outside his own environment. So with our funds, which we have in this pot, 
uh, we changed his back garden into a 3G pitch for him um, just so he could participate in football. So that's the type of thing we, we do. It's truly, truly incredible. And you deserve a massive pat on the back for everything you do in this area. It seems like a quite simple question to ask, but leagues really are so important, aren't they? The leagues, bringing the children together uh, is so important because the friendships that these boys and girls make at a young age, stay with them for the rest of their lives. And uh, I think a lot of credit has got to go to the, the clubs, the managers, the volunteers of the clubs. As a league, we put this platform on that these guys buy into and we make a, you know, a good job of it, a safe environment for everybody. What's the experience been like for the league since winning that national award? The expectation's there to give it another go. <laughs> um, look, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the clubs, you know, who we represent. Um, they vote us in, for want of a word. Every volunteer within our league management committee is involved with a grassroots club at some level. Um, Steve's the chairman of a, a grassroots club. I volunteer and coach at a grassroots club, as many do the other staff. Lee, who's the league secretary, he referees, and he also runs an under-12 scheme. So we're there. So we're trying to think outside the box and come up with new ideas to problems which arise. Um, as you know, nationally, there is an issue with uh, lack of referees this year. We're doing, um, you know, we're trying to uproot trees, for want of a word, with the county FA, bringing in new disciplinary measures for those who push the boundaries with referees. Uh, we're sponsoring courses to get young people in, but we're also our latest initiative with the county FAs to sponsor a course for older players who are leaving the game. So they are playing, say, maybe Sunder League or what we class up here, the Northern Alliance, late 30s, early 40s, trying to encourage those players to become the next generation of senior referees to help the youngsters out. You really are thinking kind of outside of the box and that innovative thinking is obviously why you're award winners. I wanted to ask you, can you remember when you found out that you were award winners and you were going to be heading to the Community Shield final? Uh, it was at the tournament, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, we got an email. Of course you were volunteering when you found out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we hold a, a, an annual tournament up at uh, Cranmont Sporting Club, a, a huge event, and uh, an email or a call come through mm. uh, saying that you guys were going to turn up with your film crew. Uh, we had to be on our best behaviour. And, uh, you know, that's when we found out we were being nominated. So great achievement. And obviously the nominations for 2022 are now open. Just give us a reason why people should nominate their grassroots heroes. At the end of the day, I'll probably say this. Uh, in Britain, we're not like the Americans. We don't boost ourselves naturally. It doesn't come natural to us. And there is so many uh, great things going on in grassroots football. A lot of the time, people tend to focus on the negative side, not the positive. And this is a way of you know, supporting those individuals who are trying to do something different. They might think it's the smallest thing, but to somebody else it's massive because they're influencing a child or another adult to do something. So I, I would recommend anybody who believes that somebody, an organisation, a referee, a coach, a groundsman, a parent, anybody who they believe is doing something to help their local community, club, league, whatever the case may be, put them forward. If you're not in it, you cannot win it. We're going to have a lot of football participants listening and, and watching this episode. 
you got to enjoy a fantastic day out at Wembley. You got to receive that thank you, which sometimes we can be a bit guilty of not saying enough. What final words of encouragement would you give to anyone tuned into this to just submit that application and, and say thank you to that person or organisation that does so much for them? Volunteering uh, is difficult uh, for any club, any organisation, no matter what sport, trying to get volunteers to give up their time, do courses, uh, do the necessary checks, do the first aid. It's a lot of time for a volunteer to commit to. So for those that are committed to volunteering, they deserve these awards, they deserve this recognition. So if there's a, a coach or a team leader out there that's given up the time and you appreciate what they do, nominate them. And Ian, a message from you? It was free drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, it was a great day out. Um, the big thing is you get to meet um, like-minded individuals. Uh, you get the opportunity to talk to them about you know, their experiences and your experiences. Um, and for me, I made relationships there which have carried on. So, uh, so I, I'm quite fortunate that now I'm part of, say, a working group uh, which involves some of the people who were down there last year and we get to share our ideas and, you know, what changes we'd like to see and, and implement within our own environments. Well, it's brilliant to catch up with you guys. Congratulations for everything you're doing. And, and once more, thank you for what you're doing in this area, the football that you provide for hundreds and thousands of people. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. So that is another episode of In The Box wrapped up. You can nominate now for those different categories that we've spoken about. And Tom, we always like to take away a lesson from our visits. What have you learned from today? I think the biggest lesson I've taken away is the legacy of being nominated and the power that that can have. We saw it with the Northumberland Football League, national winner last year. They've been inspired to do even more and go again season after season. What about you, Charlotte? For me, I think it's actually the fact that it's not all about winning that if you nominate a club a league an individual how they will feel when they receive the news of that nomination it'll put a big smile on their face and that actually in football we're not very good at saying thank you as often as we should so this is a fantastic opportunity to do so and people shouldn't forget that you can nominate as many times as you want in as many categories as you want so take that opportunity absolutely and you can go and nominate now if you're looking where to nominate you can go to your county fa website you can check out englandfootball.com or even better yet just go to the link in the comment section below so when you do decide to nominate let tom and i know by commenting in the section below until next time goodbye from tom and i